Uh, Britain is signaling its interest in working with Canadian military in the Arctic. They are offering to take part in some cold weather exercises, bring some of their more advanced capabilities like nuclear powered submarines here to help with surveillance and defense in the far north. Should we accept? Here to talk about it, University of Calgary's Rob Hubert. He is one of the country's leading experts on Arctic defense. Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. My pleasure to be here. I don't think many of us think about the, uh, the the northern area of the country on a daily basis. Should this offer from Britain concern the average Canadian about our safety from above? Well, it definitely should because it's starting to illustrate just the manner in which the Arctic is regaining its centrality as an area of strategic importance. The fact that the Brits have approached us and said, look, we want to we want to play our role. We want to involve ourselves, and it's, it's because of the growing uh, Russian uh, challenges that are occurring in that region. I mean, that alone should uh, should raise our attention. Uh, There's a fact we also see the British and the Americans and the Australians also forming alliances elsewhere without us should also raise concern. So we're in a new geopolitical environment, and and I think that we need to be very very aware of what our friends and allies are doing. What's in it for the British? Well, the British, of course, um, are concerned about the the increased Russian activity. And so this gives them a chance to be able to cooperate with the Americans in the Arctic region. We have no nuclear powered subs. So our ability to go under the ice is is non-existent. And so it's it's working with us so that they can get the the um, the maps and and sort of the go aheads in this particular context. But they they improve uh, their maritime awareness and capability of working in the Arctic. I understand that we bought a whack of British subs and we thought we'd retrofit them. That didn't seem to pan out. Why is it that uh, we don't have the sub capability? Um, you know, what, what do you? Why do you need to go nuclear when you're talking about uh, going under the ice? Yeah, well, the, the uh, four subs that we bought from the Brits were were conventional powered, and they're never going to go under the ice. You have to have nuclear power to have your crew safely under. They're actually working quite well now. Just our, our governments, as the Canadian government is wont to do, has never paid mm-hmm. for the proper update until relatively recently. We made the decision back, actually, back in the Moroni period that we were not going to go with nuclear power mainly because of the cost, uh, partly because I think of some misunderstandings within the the greater public, the difference between nuclear power and nuclear weapons, and ultimately the collapse of the Soviet Union at that point. So the decision was made that we weren't going to go nuclear. Now that the Russians have returned with uh, military activities and, uh, and shall we say, assertive actions in the region, of course, people are saying, well, maybe we, we should be rethinking that because it is only nuclear subs that can go under the ice. And uh, and so some people are saying, of course, that maybe we should rethink that decision. Back Maroney back in 89 said that we weren't going to do it. Now that we have uh, evidence that the uh, Russians are getting more aggressive with asserting their uh, perceived ownership, what they perceive as their ownership, over uh, the North, how important is it for us to assert our own ownership, especially with the Northwest Passage? Well, there's always a difference between the sovereignty issue. And that's, that's the, uh, ironically enough, it's the Americans that we have tended to have the greatest problems with. And we've had issues with the British. Uh, the British have also not acknowledged the Northwest Passage as a um, internal waters. And that's, that's the ownership side. The bigger issue is the one of Arctic security, and that's the ability to work with our friends 
against the um, against the growing uh, military capability. The type of weapon systems that the Russians are now bringing in, they're um, uh, nuclear-based, uh, nuclear weapons. Uh, some people are saying they're moving towards a nuclear fighting posture. Uh, they have this Please. policy of uh, escalate to de-escalate. We also have to factor in that the Chinese seem to be increasing their interest in the Arctic region. And as a as we run into increasing challenges, the, the resolution of the two Michaels, I think, to a large issue, to a large degree, should just be waking us up to the new geopolitical reality with the Chinese rather than any sense of complacency. And they've also started to involve themselves in the Arctic. And there are some who suggest that at one point they're going to have their nuclear powered subs in that region. And so the ability to know what's going on under the water, particularly what those that are increasingly becoming aggressors to Canada, China and Russia, the, the, if we're not going to buy them ourselves, we at least have to be working with our allies. It's the Americans, of course, at, at the forefront, but the British, of course, have been a longstanding ally as well. And so I think this is probably just the first time the public's going to be hearing about it is by no means going to be the last. Is this something we have to move on and quite quickly then? It's something we have to move on. I mean, we are moving towards cooperating. We we have had our own internal series of exercises. The British have participated um, um, with that. The Norwegians have also had big exercises on their side, and we've only recently started participating with them. So, I mean, once again, this is a small incident within a much bigger picture. The problem is, is Canada has not been doing very much. We, we The Trudeau administration had promised a whole bunch, said it was a costed out uh, uh, defense policy. We we're supposed to be modernizing NORAD, which is the alliance we have with the Americans for Arctic security, particularly on the aerospace, but the maritime side. And we haven't really put any money. We haven't uh, really moved on. Well, we haven't moved at all, really, on replacing mm-hmm. the aircraft that we have for defending the area. That Remember, we bought those back in 1980, 82. We're going to have to be getting new frigates. We have gotten new Arctic uh, offshore patrol vessels that the, uh, that the Harper government brought forward. But we're lagging behind everybody else. And that's really the thing that needs to be, be focused on. And the fact that during the election, no one even talked about it, I, I mean, of course, is 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 problematic. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it really speaks to the the interest that the average Canadian has in, uh, you know, in defense, which is, well, you know, it, it, not much, doesn't it? No, there is. There isn't. I mean, part of it is because we always at the back of our, our, our minds, we always have the assumption the Americans will take care of us. And I think our sure. experiences under the uh, Trump administration, it was clear that if it's not in the American interest, they're not necessarily just going to run to protect us just because we share a continent. They'll do it when it's in their interest. But I think that the complexity and, and as you say, the refusal of the general Canadian to worry about security things. But of course, the thing that's even more problematic is that this government in its six years have shown, has shown very little interest in actually doing defense stuff. It'll, you know, the defense policy was a good one, you know, but once again, you know, talk is cheap. In terms of expenditures, in terms of, of, of working with our allies, the fact that we got left off of that alliance between the Brits, Australians, and New Zealands, I think, speaks volumes in terms of what's happening. And and I think, you know, given the fact that we've now spent ourselves into such a deficit situation, this is another added problem we're going to have for really meeting the defense needs that we have, both in the Arctic and in general. 
I want to thank you for joining us today, Rob. It's been really informative. I think a lot of us will uh, take notice of headlines like this, Britain offering Canadian military help to uh, defend the Arctic in the future based on what you just said. Thanks so much for uh, getting us up to speed. It's my pleasure. Have a great day. That is Rob Hubert. He is one of the country's leading experts on Arctic defense, talking to us from the University of Calgary.